Oh yeah, what's going on everybody? Happy Friday. Welcome to the Ben Wasserman Show. I got a great show in store for you today. Got a special guest that I will introduce momentarily. But first, if you're watching this live, thank you very much. And if you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, thank you very much as well. I crushed two puddings before the show, so I'm ready to roll. Okay, now time for the guest. This man has over 27,000 followers on TikTok makes content for DraftKings, makes appearances on the BSIN Sports Betting Network. He's a contributor to Forbes. He's a Boston sports fan, so a little weird being on what it usually is a New York sports show, but he loves sports betting. Welcome to the show, Tanner Kern. Ben, it's a pleasure. Oh, I appreciate that intro. I appreciate that intro. That, that one, that's that's probably one of the nicest intros I've ever had on a podcast. So I, it makes me no feel problem. good. I got you. I was practicing that. And the pudding line is 100% true. Just crushed two puddings. Very underrated food item. Love it. That's going to get you going. That's going to get yeah. you going. I love well, it. I appreciate that, man. I'm fired up now. So you're a Boston guy. I'm obviously a New York guy. You must be thrilled about the Bruins, the Celtics, Red Sox season upcoming. Maybe not too thrilled about that, but Celtics and Bruins are absolutely buzzing. Oh, the Celtics are great. The Bruins are great. I hope the Bruins can win the Stanley Cup this year. We'll see what happens. I have a rough feeling about the Celtics down the stretch. I just don't know if they're going to get it done. I, I still see too much inconsistency with Jason Tatum, um, but hopefully they do. If I had to pick one to win, I would take the Celtics because I am a little bit more of an NBA fan Ooh. than an NHL fan. But either way, I would still be happy. I would still be at all the parades and stuff. And then the Red Sox, we'll see what happens. I mean, They've looked really good in spring training right now. They are hitting the ball like crazy, but everyone says they're not going to be good. So we'll see. But they're playing with the chip. Yeah, I don't want to spoil your hopes on that. I don't think the Red Sox are going to be too good. Obviously, that's coming from a Yankees fan, so take that with a grain of salt. And the Bruins, I say on my TikTok every single video, take the Bruins every game. It is the best bet in sports, whether it's in regulation, on the puck line. Yesterday, great example. They were coming home from a Western Conference road trip and they still spanked the Sabres 7-1. to I don't like the Bruins, but man, they are an automatic play. But if I was you, being a Bruins fan, I would be a little worried because that President's Trophy curse is real. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I look at them, they're, they're so good. But again, we, we look at all sports, right? As great as you are in the regular season, it comes down to a seven-game series or a five-game yeah. series, whatever sport it is, right? So... We'll see what happens there. I mean, I'm happy they locked up Pasternak. That that's huge for for years to come. Oh, and I mean, back. Linus looks great in the net, and Swayman's doing a great job too. I mean, everyone's really contributing on that team right now. So hopefully they can just keep it going. But again, how many times does the team that rolls in the playoff as the one seed or the best team, the team that's up here, actually win it? Not too much, right? Not in hockey. Sometimes yeah. in basketball with the Warriors in the past, but. Yeah. Very rarely in hockey. And Marshan went down yesterday, so I don't think that's too big of a deal, but it is something to look out for. Definitely. So hopefully we'll see what happens. I mean, it's a great year for Boston sports no matter what. It's been a lot of fun the regular season, but now now they need to finish. Yeah, well, unfortunately for me, it usually is a good time in Boston sports. All right, I want to get into a little bit of your story. You were a D1 offensive lineman at Lafayette University. And then you became a runner, lost a lot of weight, and then started creating content like you do now. Can you talk to me a little bit about that journey of being an athlete and then turning to basically transforming your whole body into a runner? 
Yeah, definitely. So I've always loved to compete. So it's been great to transition to like legal sports betting now and everything's blowing up because we, you know, as you know, we get to compete every night, right? Uh, against yeah. the books or against the lines and all that, uh, which is a lot of fun. So I, I was at Lafayette College. I was playing football there and uh, things didn't really go my way necessarily. Uh, you know, I started as a freshman, but I had too many concussions and ultimately just didn't work out. I ended up losing my scholarship uh, because injuries and, you know, there's some disagreements with, you know, medical staff and all that. Um, so I transferred back to UConn and I started losing weight. So I lost, ended up losing 140 pounds, which is great. Um, and I turned into like this ultra runner because I was trying to separate myself so much from my football playing days. Like I couldn't even run a mile. I specifically, specifically remember a 6 a.m. workout we did when I was at Lafayette, it was like four stadium stairs. Now, probably like if I had to think about it, like it's, it, they, they're not that big. I mean, it's not Penn state by any means, probably like yeah. the lower bowl of Penn state, but we had to run up the, like the lower section, like a lower section of a, a not fun, though. yeah, yeah, not fun. Right. And then we had to do a lap every time. So it was like a mile, a lap run upstairs. I thought I was going to black out. Like I thought I was going to die. I'm sure and, there was kids throwing up. Oh, there are kids throwing up for sure. And it was all, it was only offensive line. It was like the line group on Saturday morning at 6 a.m. Like it, it sucked. Um, <laughs> coach who was running that is now the offensive line coach at UConn. So he's doing really well. Uh, but it was just terrible. And ever since like I started losing weight, I was always like, hey, you know, what? I want to try to separate myself so far from that football player. But the running came later. Like I was down to probably like 240, 230 before I actually started running. Like when I was just trying to lose weight, it was like eat. 2000 calories and get on the elliptical every day. That's all I did. Cause that's all yeah. I could handle. Um, and then got into sports betting. Basically when I finished college, I started doing like freelance betting writing and one thing led to another a job here, a job there. And, you know, ultimately decided to make it more of a career. And then TikTok started last year too. Yeah. I last, yeah, a year ago, about a year ago, had to get into that. Yeah. TikTok is incredible. Very addicting app, but when you're a content creator on it, it is a ton of fun. So how, what was the duration of you losing all this weight? Was it like about a year or more than that? Yeah, about a year. I think I lost a hundred pounds in nine months. So if I, if I can remember the dates correctly, 20, so I, I think I started losing weight in about like 2018. Um, and then I was down a hundred pounds in about nine months. And then it took me another probably, probably four months to lose another 40 pounds. And I, I was down to 200 for a while. So I, I started at 340 lost 140 pounds down back up a little bit, but yeah, I'd say the whole duration was probably about a year and a half to lose 140, but a hustle to get to a hundred pounds. Then the rest yeah. just fell off. And it, you said it was more like just changing the nutrition and, and then like the physical fitness was kind of secondary or was it a mixture? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a mixture, but like they always say like losing weights, 80, 80% 80 what you eat, 20% just uh, getting on the treadmill, getting on the elliptical and moving. And you know, I was so heavy. It's like, it was really hard for me because I played at 315 and then I ballooned up to 340 and that extra 25 pounds. It was so hard just to even go walk. Uh, it was hard. Yeah. To, it was hard to do that kind of stuff for me, at least. Um, I remember I'd be gassed after, you know, walking a mile. So I would just try to get on the elliptical four or five times a week, about for an hour and then stick to 2000 calories. But fun fact, I had ice cream every single night when I was losing weight. Every night. Oh, that's amazing. I'm sure if, if some, somebody's watching this that's going through a weight loss journey, eat your ice cream. You can reward yourself. Yeah, just, just got to stick. Yeah, you just got to stick to that calorie, like 2,000 calories. I, I, I had the, the, the Ben & Jerry's pint slices. It was like 250. I'd eat like 1,500 calories during the day and then save it for that. And what flavor was it? 
Uh, chocolate brownie, so good. Oh, can't go wrong with chocolate peanut butter brownie. Ben yeah. and Jerry's is fantastic. I'm not sponsored by them, but Ben <laughs> and Jerry's, if you want to sponsor me, feel free. All right, and now you make content. What is like your day to day responsibilities now with DraftKings or Forbes? Or I see you make a lot of appearances on VSIN. Yeah, so um, I mean, every day is different, which is what I love. I mean, the, yeah. the nine to five or not even nine to five. It's more, it's a lot more than 40 hours a week, but the, the primary job is DraftKings right now. Um, doing videos, making graphics, running social, um, a little bit of everything there. Um, but like the stuff that I love the most is making DraftKings TikToks, making Twitter videos and Instagram videos and reels and all that. Um, so I probably do that for the majority of my day now. And then, you know, mixing a couple articles for Forbes here and there throughout the week. I write for a bunch of other sites as well. Um, just really doing as much as I can. Like, like I'm working, like I work like 12, probably 12 hours a day just cause I love it. Like I'm sure, you yeah. know, like, it doesn't feel like work, right? Thing. Yeah. Love it. Especially with sports, it's going to be weekends. It's going to be long nights, but if you love it, that's the most important thing. Yeah. I had a teacher, uh, in college and he said like, it's like straight up like first day he was like, yeah, it's like very hard to have a relationship in sports. Like if you're serious in sports, like it's hard just because it's, it's all day. Like, you wake up in the morning, you look at lines, you create the content, you go, you watch the games at night, you create content after you're writing, you're mixing stuff in. So I love every aspect of it, but you know, every day is a little different. It involves making videos, writing articles, going on shows and um, about 12 hours a day. That's, that's what I would say. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. What, is, what would you say is like your content creation process? So obviously for sports betting, it's kind of, I don't want to say rigid, but you obviously look at the lines and then you probably make videos about trends, but do you like write down a bunch of ideas and then film and then how do you edit on Premiere Pro? Yeah, so I edit on Premiere um, and I usually it's it's hard to because like if you're recording a green screen, and you don't want to like swap it out in Premiere. I, I go like TikTok green screen to Premiere. Yeah. Like I have to, you know, you got to use SnapTik and all that. Um, but so basically for me, it's like you got to find what works. So go on, create videos, create content and see what people like and what don't like. Like I've had videos that have been, I thought were going to be terrible and they end up doing really well. I've had videos that I worked really hard on and you know, they get, they barely get any views. Right. And this so, is on TikTok you're talking about or in all TikTok reels. Yeah. Like pretty much any, any short form video content. Um, I've had stuff that I thought was going to do great and doesn't. So it's like just trying out as many different things, watching different content creators on TikTok, like seeing what they do and saying, how can I make my own spin on this? How can I do this better? Or this, you know, how can I make this change here? So it's really also just consuming a lot of content too. Um, and that's, that's what I would, that's what I would say about that. Yeah. So I see with DraftKings, when you make videos for them, you're also allowed to use it for your personal channels as well. Is that true? Yeah, so that'll that'll probably change. So we don't have a DraftKings sportsbook TikTok. So like nothing, we can't post anything betting related on TikTok for some reason. Oh, um, that's odd. That will, yeah. So it's like anything. That's why I don't really post much on DraftKings TikTok. So you know, I'll make a video for sports, DraftKings sportsbook reels or Twitter, and then I'll just transition it over to my page i'll take the logo out and just use the same context they're 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 too good to waste in my opinion like the nhl yeah. trends video well, that's it's like why i was very i don't want to say curious but usually if you're making content for a company they want it to just be for like their pages so when i saw the videos on the DraftKings twitter and then also on your tiktok 
that's that's pretty cool for you so you don't have to make like two separate videos and you know i probably will you know in the future when when we are trying to get betting stuff on tiktok and getting betting accounts but for now it's like if if there's a betting tick if there's a betting video i'm gonna edit it a little bit make a little different put a little different background music and throw it up on my page because it's it's too good to waste too takes too much too long you know that to create videos yeah, well, if you're using Premiere Pro, then it does. If you're using the TikTok app, you could crank out a bunch in a day. Yeah. But, I mean, that's personal preferences. So you've gotten about 27, 28,000 followers in one year on TikTok. What would you see say is like the keys to that? See, I, I, I've heard from a lot of people it's getting harder to grow on TikTok. And like I've seen it too. I feel like my growth's been stunted a little bit follower-wise. But basically, I was posting like around March madness last year, just posting, like I would, I'd go on a podcast. Like I'd clip this. I throw a, I throw a clip on there doing stuff that I'm like my buddy, Ryan Craig, who I sell picks with now. He was like, you gotta, you gotta, um, you, you gotta get on TikTok. You gotta get on TikTok, blah, blah, blah. And I'm yeah. like, ah, TikTok's stupid. I don't want to get on TikTok. <laughs> That's what I said at first. Yeah. It, it's it. And honestly, I still think it's stupid. I think it's one of the stupidest oh, apps around. I yeah. think terrible i hate the app so much but you have to use it 100 um, yeah you I have to use have it. the app I, de- I had it and then i deleted it and then i was like well i want to like share my opinions and everybody's on it that's how i started i've been banned from that app so many times i've been this close to losing my account once and then i had to like stop posting Ooh. for a while just so i wouldn't lose it like i hate the, 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 i hate tiktok so much but anyways <laughs> oh i didn't know it was that bad i hate i hate the app but i love it but i hate it. it's kind of like that relationship no i hear you so I posted a video last year. Uh, it was like a perfect storm. I was posting these, like I clip a podcast It got no views. But then one day I came out and I said, Gonzaga basketball sucks. I just went on this like massive Gonzaga sucks rant. Yeah. And it was aggressive and I'm surprised the video didn't get taken down, but it blew up. I got like a thousand followers overnight from it. Um, and it was like, this kid doesn't know what he's talking about. Like people like this shouldn't be able to have a platform. And then Gonzaga got beat like in the whatever early in the tournament or wherever it was um, or in the final four. I, I don't even remember. I, I think that, I don't know. There's too many college basketball games. Gonzaga did not do well though. Like they, they got beat either at the conference or whatever. So, and then I like doubled, double teamed or uh, double dipped with that. And I went on a rant about Duke. I'm like, UNC is going to beat Duke this game and this, then they beat him in the tournament. And people were like, no, this is Coach K. It's a story. It's rigged, blah, blah, blah. Didn't happen. That video blew up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I don't even know why I said it. I think I think I was just going more off the hot take because hot takes were getting attention. So I was like going off the hot take. Then I tried to be like a bad guy on TikTok. And that like helped me get some views. And then after that, I kind of settled into like my own just being me. But it was like a couple hot takes, which helped me grow at first. And once you go live, you know, you like you can start you can start compounding your followers pretty quickly yeah so i would say with me consistency going live helps i should probably do that a little bit more and also like you said hot takes and being that quote-unquote bad guy like i guess you could play your own personality with that role but personally i love doing that like i talk badly about the rangers all the time or philadelphia teams or whatever and they just flood your comment section and then the engagement goes through the roof Mm it's so much fun even when you lose too, it's like if you post a betting video and like I, I hate going over two because it's like I wake up and I just see all these nasty comments or whatever. But yeah, like it helps the videos blow like like look at Trent. And I, I think Trent's like one of the best probably businessmen in this betting space because about, yep. he's made he's made a he made a company off losing, at least growing his following, and now it's just it's bigger than anything. But like 
like him losing bets, like people, people attacked him for losing bets. It helped him grow his following at least initially. And now he's, he's just a super successful business mind, but um, you can, you can lose and you can lose and grow. Yeah. It's all about playing that role. You just have, you just can't be, I guess, quote unquote, fake and act like you're better than everybody. Like everybody yeah. loses. You just got to be real with it. Yep. So talking about with bets, what would you say is the best bet you've hit either parlay or just successful straight? Maybe it's the Celtics in the finals or something. So I hit a $10 to a thousand parlay. And again, I'm not like the biggest parlay better, but when we talk about these big bets, like, you know, that's, that's what people talk about. So I hit a $10 to a thousand parlay two baseball seasons ago, which is pretty epic. I basically just parlayed a bunch of favorites on the slate. It all worked out. Um, So that's one like, the biggest straight bet that I hit. I mean, I'm like a hundred to $200 better, like for, for a bigger straight, like that's, I mean, you know, when hundred wins 95 on a spread bet. Right. Yeah. So I, I can't really say anything, but the biggest bet I've won is a $10 to a thousand parlay on baseball, all favorites. Yeah. I mean, there might've been a couple dogs on there. Um, but it was, it was pretty heavy, heavy favorite wise. There was a period last year or two years ago, at least where every day I was parlaying the entire slate. So overall, I That's probably didn't profit. Yeah, I probably didn't profit that season. I would do that. I'd parlay the whole slate every day. Like people love that stuff. Even even today, like in my Discord, um, you know, like just having like working dub club and selling picks and stuff. Like people love parlays. Like we posted, like, hey, we hit a four leg parlay last night. Come join our dub club. Like more people join rather than if you, hey, I went six and zero on my card yesterday. Like they want to see you hit a parlay. It's very strange in that we're not stop, but. Yeah. Hey, I, I have my own thoughts about parlays. I always say it's not the key to success, but if you're trying to promote something or you're trying mm-hmm. to gain followers, then you might as well just just do it or, Definitely. or promote it or market it. Um, so and what are the best bets for today and for the weekend? So I have not been great on college basketball. And I know it's like super college basketball time, but I'm just going to be honest. I haven't been great on college basketball. NBA is cool. kind, NBA's kind of been my thing. So I'm going to stick with the NBA right now. The first thing we were talking about, like the betting Bible rules, just in general, like Bruins money line, anytime the Bruins play hammer the Bruins. But like, for me, that bet is always like Jason Tatum PRA. And I know when he misses, when he misses, it's terrible. Like he's so far off, but most, his hit rate is extremely high on his PRA. So I'll just say that. But anyways, first of all, tonight, I love the over in the Brooklyn Nets versus Boston Celtics game. I got the Celtics jersey on. I got a ride with it. It opened at uh, 227. Uh, it's up to 227 and a half to 228, whatever book you're looking at right now. And the reason I like it is straight up because of a trend. I mean, the total has gone over in 11 of Brooklyn's past 16 games. And then if you look at the combined totals between these two teams, I think they've gone over six of the past seven at TD Garden. Boston's gone over in six of their past eight games. It doesn't matter who's on the floor. This team is scoring right now, and they're playing a faster tempo of basketball. So absolutely love the over in this one. Nets aren't winning games. They're not finding ways to win, but they are scoring right now. And they're playing up to not playing great defense. They're allowing their opponents to score, but they are competing scoring-wise a little bit. So I would play the over of 227 in that game. Well, Tanner, I'll just say this. As a used-to-be resident Nets fan, they are terrible, but they still have talent. Cam yeah. Thomas and Mikael Bridges can score. The defense, as you said, is absolutely horrendous. They let up 142 points to the New York Knicks, who are a really solid team now, six-game winning streak. But you can't be letting up 142 points to any team. The Celtics will probably get over 120 this game. 
Oh, definitely. And, and that's another thing. Look at the team totals. I was kicking myself speaking of that Sixers game, that total or not, the, not the Sixers game, the, uh, the Knicks. Nets, Knicks. Yeah. yeah. That total was set at like 221. That's it, crazy. Yeah, it was like 221. I'm like, this is way too low right now. And I'm kick- I was kicking myself because I was like, I gotta play the Knicks. Um, I gotta play the Knicks team total next time. I'm thinking about so I do like the the Celtics 228 tonight. I think it's about 237, 238 in that range. I think it's gonna be about 10 points over. So don't quote me on that, but hopefully it happens. Um, another one that I am looking at for tonight. I really like the Suns against the Bulls. They're going to have a tougher test tonight than they did in the uh, the opener with KD, but that unit looked really good together. I mean, Aiton was playing well. KD played well, and he's still got to get back into game shape a little bit. Um, obviously, Chris Paul was dominant with the assists, and then Devin Booker was scoring. I mean, the unit looked really good together. It was the first time where I'm like, okay, this team could win the Western Conference. Um, so I would definitely go minus three and a half, lay those points, even on the road. Um, I mean – See what happens there. Yeah, I mean, not the best spot, but no, Kevin Durant is back. And as you said, that team is absolutely loaded. I was pretty sad when Kevin Durant got traded away from the Nets. But now, if you're looking at that Western Conference, you got to say the Suns are the best team. I'm not sure if they're a better overall team, like play as a team together like the Nuggets. But when it comes to talent, it is the Suns. Laying three and a half, that, that worries me a little bit, especially on that back-to-back. And they're on the road, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so that does worry me a little bit, but hey, if you like it, then I like it as well. And then my final play, and this one's a little, this one's a little scares me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie about that. But the way the Knicks offense has been playing right now, and how the Heat were dominated by the Sixers last game, there's there's opportunities to score on this Miami Heat team. So I am gonna play Knicks team total. I'm gonna take them over 109 and a half. I feel like that's a, a fair play on the road against Miami. I mean, the Knicks have been just amazing from the field. Uh, so going to ride with them. Hopefully Jalen Brunson can deliver. I do see a little bit of a step back from that net scoring performance, um, but I, I like them to go over 109.5, just a little too low. Well, Jalen Brunson is a superstar. That next team is absolutely cruising. Six-game winning streak, insane. 109.5 against uh, – wait, who are they – they're playing the Heat, right? Yeah, so great defense. But... Yeah, but I, I feel like they can get that. Brunson and Randall. They don't get enough respect. I think Brunson should be in the All-Star game. Definitely. Now, I got a, I got a question for you on the hockey slate tonight. I mean, I, I was looking through hockey. I, I don't love necessarily anything. I think Kraken, Moneyline, um, and a little bit of a parlay piece there. But what do you think about the Devils on the road against the Golden Knights? Tanner, I love the Devils. Every single game that they play, I make a video every single game saying the Devils are going to win. Those videos are just predictions. But tonight is actually a real unbiased take. I love the Devils, and here's why. Vegas is good, but the Western Conference is an extremely weak conference. The Avalanche are playing better now. The Stars, the Vegas, those teams are good, but they're not as good as any team in the East. They're not as good as the Bruins. They're not as good as the Hurricanes, the Devils. So the Devils have played much stronger competition. They have the better record. I think Vitek Benacek is a better goalie than Aiden Hill. The stats are almost identical, but I think Vitek's a better goalie. This is the main reason why I like the Devils. Their away record this year is incredible. And they just score a ton of goals. They've, they've scored 14 goals the last two games. Yes, one game was against the Flyers, but still. Yeah, but yeah, right. I do like the Devils. Win's a win. It's hard to win in professional sports. Like, even you take like a understand that. Yeah, it's hard to win. Like, everyone is a professional. It's not like, it's not like, you know, a massive upset in college basketball where the quality of player is just different. Like, Everyone's a professional hockey player. Everyone's a professional basketball player. Like you look at a, 
You look at a, a say like a 60 win NBA team versus like a 45 win NBA team. Like there's really no difference in the end of the day. Yeah. And people always say, I love this argument, by the way, can Georgia, it used to be Alabama, but now I say Georgia, can Georgia beat like the worst team in the NFL? And I always say no, because Georgia, they're probably going to have about, I don't know, 20 draft picks, maybe more, maybe less. But the NFL team is all in the league. And although they're not the best players in the league, those guys are professionals. Every single NF, like that, all that, the debate that comes up every year when whoever wins, whatever SEC team wins the national championship yeah. and goes on to field, like, can they beat the worst pro team? They would get beat by four touchdowns at I least. Agree. I at think least, the spread would be at least 28. At least 28 points. I mean, it's, it's a different caliber. Cause like you look at Alabama, right? Like ever 20 draft picks, say they got 20 draft picks and five or six of them are five, a great year would be like five going in the first round. That's only five players that are going to the first round and may or may not make it in the NFL. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, it's a terrible comparison there um, for people that do that. Now college basketball, like I said, I got to get into it. I'm going to take time off until the conference tournament start this week. I know they got some, there's some mid-majors going on right now. Really not looking at that too much. I'm sticking with the NBA. So my play for tomorrow, which I love, I'm oh, gonna, I love, love, okay. love this play. I'm going to go with the Bucks first half minus two and a half against the 76ers. Oh, Absolutely. Great matchup. Yeah, great matchup. It's going to be awesome to watch Embiid battle out with Giannis down low. Both guys are definitely a little beat up, but even though they're quote unquote injured, they're really not. I mean, they're dropping thirty five <laughs> when they when they get in there and play. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to play right. Bucks two and a half first half against the Sixers. Obviously, Sixers had a hell of a comeback last night, and then the Mavericks cred to them. They put them away. I thought we we're going to be looking at like a Lakers part two event. Um, but the Bucks came out, or the, the the Sixers, you know, fell apart down the stretch. I see the Bucks coming out strong early. Sixers going on their run, and then the Bucks putting them away. These teams have played twice this season, I believe. Don't quote. Let me look that up first. Don't quote. All right, you got time here. But I was going to say this: the Bucks are on a 16-game winning streak, and almost nobody is talking about it. They're my pick to win the NBA Finals. I know Super Square pick, but 16-game winning streak—it's incredible. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've been just dominating everyone in their past. So they have played twice this year. The Bucs won by two in the first game, and then the Sixers won by eight in the second game. But that was before the Bucs really found their rhythm. I and mean, that was back to October, November. This Bucs team right now, absolutely scary. 27-5 and five at home, 16-12. and 12. Uh, the Sixers are on the road. And then you look at against the spread, Sixer, or the Bucks are 35 and 23. I'm going to take them first half because I do like the Sixers to go on a run at some point in this game. I think early on it's they're going to be a little quieter. Um, and the the, uh, the Bucks get the job done. All right, so Suns minus three and a half. Yep. Next team total over, and the over in the Celtics game for tonight, and then the lock, Tanner loves it, and I love it too. Bucks minus two and a half in the first half. Mike Breen is on the call. Am I wrong on that? Yep. Okay, yep. so he's going to be double banging when Giannis hits them with three. I love that play. I got one other hockey play for you. I think you're going right. to like this. Let's hear it. Over in the Oilers versus Jets game Oilers are at home so I should have said that in reverse the Oilers can score on anybody I know I don't know how much you follow hockey but Connor McJesus yeah. that guy has almost like 60 goals and there's still 20 games remaining absolutely insane that team scores on anybody but they have a horrible defense it's been the theme for the last five years Jets are going to get a bunch Oilers are going to get a bunch Oilers overs are money if you just look at the NHL slate you got the Bruins and you got the Oilers over okay I'll ride with that should I go over on their team total as well for the Oilers? Yeah. 
Uh, that one scares me a little bit. And obviously, they got McJesus, they got Dry Slater, they got an elite offense. But Connor Hellebuck is really good. I could see it being like a four to three game. I'm not sure what the team total is, but it's probably three and a half. I bet. Yeah, probably. I, I think it's going to be like a four to three game, maybe like five to three. But I'm not sure which team wins. I know the Oilers are favored, but Jets are pretty good. They're pretty underrated. I hate hockey totals in general. I just don't like them. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm not a fan. I, like For me, my hockey betting consists of like taking a heavy favorite and moving them down to regular time like or taking the Bruins every you. time. No, 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 uh, no thought process about not taking the Bruins there. Yeah, I usually stay away from over-unders too. I usually just target the Oilers, Bruins, Devils, and then look at some other teams. College basketball. I know you're not a college basketball guy, but I got to be a little biased here. Penn State with the Rutgers loss last night, has snuck themselves in to the final yeah, final four in, according to that genius Joe Lenardi, bracketologist. If yeah. they win on Sunday against Maryland at home, Maryland is 2-6 and six on the road. If they win, that kind of 80% secures their spot in the bracket. So big motivational piece there. Penn State has screwed me so many times this season. I mean, well, the basketball team is all hit or miss. If they don't make the three, they lose the game. I remember who was it against? I think I bet one of their early season games against Furman, and didn't they have like a huge? They had like a huge lead against them, and then they blew it, and then they got it back. Don't I? I bet an early game, and then I bet the Rutgers game that epic collapse the other night, which was embarrassing. Yep, I was there. It was terrible. And, you know, I thought that was going to be a, a great win. And again, I love college basketball. I will be a diehard college basketball fan during the tournament. It's just betting wise, it hasn't gone my way. And it's like, well, I'm hitting on NBA. So I, I might as well just take a break until I'm forced to bet it during March Madness. NBA is a weird sport to me. I always say when there's a trap line in NBA, I would usually go with whatever side you think is the trap or, or against the trap. NBA is always just because. Because NBA, it's all about kind of motivation. Either the guys sit out or if it's third game in four nights, you're probably not going to get a good performance. Same with hockey, but I feel like hockey guys, they're always 100% in it. I don't want to bash NBA players, but you kind of get the gist of what I'm talking about here. Basketball players, like, you don't know what you're going to get with the NBA. And I kind of like, not that I like it, but you can get ahead of lines. Like, okay, well, this guy's not supposed to play and the line's here and now he's playing. So it jumped up, but you got it before. So it's like, I've been screwed by getting in on early. I've been rewarded by getting on early. Um, and honestly, I just, I like watching the NBA on like ESPN t- TNT a lot. So mm-hmm. that's kind of just what I default to for betting. And I can't wait for the March Madness. I can't wait for conference tournaments. Like I'm going to be locked in on those, but like these Saturday, Sunday primetime games with like, I just, it doesn't. I don't know who's motivated, right? Because none of these games yeah. really matter. It comes down to the tournament this week for conferences. So, yeah. So right now it's kind of a dead time in sports, and then these next few weeks with March Madness, and then NHL playoffs is coming up soon. Baseball season is coming yeah. up soon. We just got to survive these next few weeks. So you going to any Red Sox games coming up? Um, I so I'm going down to spring training. I'm not going to Red Sox camp, which is not going to be fun. But um, I'll be. I'm going to go to a Blue Jays game. Just going down there for vacation. So pumped okay. about that. And then I'll have a bunch of. I'll be at a bunch of Red Sox games this year. And baseball is my favorite sport, and it's very painful to watch a bad baseball team. As you it know, is, yeah. I mean, you're a Yankees fan, so you, you just you just get heartbroken in October, I guess. But yeah, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, like that 2021 year though, like where the Red Sox did lose to the Astros in the ALCS. It's like, that was the most fun year I've had watching baseball because like nobody expected anything out of that team. It was a chip on their shoulder. We beat the Yankees in the wild card, which was the coolest experience I've ever seen in sports. Like, 
Um, so I'm hoping like this team's kind of like that team. Like nobody expects anything out of them. And they just play really gritty baseball and find a way to do something. We'll see. Well, I'll say this unbiasedly. Alex Cora is one of the best managers in baseball. And in baseball, if you have a good manager, that team can usually compete and get more out of the club than what most people think. You know, I wish Alex Cora was the manager of the Yankees. Do you like Boone? Uh, not really. I think he makes bad bullpen decisions, bad lineup decisions. Like, yes, uh, he's my guy. I should like him. But you could ask a lot of Yankees fans. They really don't like him. Well, it's like I didn't think he was going to get extended. That was. Yeah, but like with the Steinbrenner family, if you're like kind of part of in the family like Boone is because he was on the team and, you know, to that degree. That's they cool. don't really leave. They don't really like fire you. Like Joe Girardi got the boot because they wanted a new voice. But Aaron Boone, unless he really does something bad, probably won't get the boot anytime soon. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think the Yankees, like, you know, the, well, they had the pitching issue, um, whatever, Montes, right? Yeah. But that's okay because he's the fifth guy. And, and they got Clark Schmidt, who's really pitching well in spring training. That's good. I mean, I love Yankees, Red Sox, like nothing. There's nothing like it. Like when the Yankees are good and the Red Sox are good in the ALAs, it just makes for a more fun season. Cause those like, you want to circle those games on the calendar. Yeah. So I was going to ask you about the pitch clock. I love the pitch clock, but the one bad thing is the Yankees, Red Sox games will never be the same. Cause those games, especially in the summer, like in August, they're at least four hours long. Yeah, definitely. And it's actually crazy. Like just thinking of the pitch clock, like my buddy works for a, a TV station and like just talk, he's in like ad sales and stuff. He's like, we're mm -hmm. like struggling to figure out how we're going to get ads on it because like this, the games move so quick. Like you can't. Oh yeah. Two and a half hours. Yeah. In, in like 15 seconds in between pitches, like you can't go to a full screen ad. Cause it's like, they got to get right back in the box. Cause it's not 15 seconds. It's like eight seconds when the batter yeah. has to be ready. Um, so it, it, I like it. I do think it's a little rushed, honestly. I think like, even with no, like when no runners are on, it's 15 seconds. I would like it to be 20 seconds there. I just think there's a little more rhythm, but from a fan perspective, offense is up. The games are moving quicker. It's like, it's, it's good. Yeah. I think it's a good thing, but in the playoffs, it's probably going to drive me nuts because I don't know. It's it's gonna it's gonna be fast paced, and my heart beats way too fast in the playoffs. Too fast. It'll be too like I in the playoffs. Like every pitch matters. Like I want it to last three four hours. Like I'm okay with that. The regular season we can get it done outside of a few big games, but the the playoffs like nothing's better than like okay three two count two two count huge count here. Like let me step off. Let me look around. Let me step out of the box. Like just taking it all in and like feeling that excitement. We're not, I don't think we'll get that, but maybe they'll, maybe they'll bump it up in the playoffs. Who knows? Yeah. But these changes are all for the new and, and well, all for the new fans that want to get into the sport. We'll see what it does. I think the large bases and the pitch clock are both good. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So any, any uh, hot takes, any final things that you want to say, any advice to, to people who want to get into creating content, get into the sports betting, I guess, industry. So my, my hot take here is that the Boston Red Sox will contend for the American League East this year. That's a hot no, take. I don't know. They, I don't got know. A, they got a chip on their shoulder. I, I think this is a team. How about this? They will contend for a playoff position. It would not surprise oh, yeah. me if the Red Sox find a way to get into the playoffs in some capacity. That's my hot take. I don't know if it'll work the three out. Three AL East teams, right? Yankees, Blue Jays. And then you would, you would think that Boston would be better than Tampa or, or better than Toronto, maybe? Yeah, and I do think like even a team like the Orioles who stole a lot of wins from teams last year, not that they're going to take a step back. I just when when in the end of the day, like money wins, right? Even though the Red Sox haven't spent a lot of money, money does win. So I think there's areas to to beat like teams like Baltimore and Toronto is going to be really good. It's going to be a fun division to watch. That would, that would be my hot take. Um, 
as far as like advice to getting in the industry, just like create, like people ask me like, how, what do you do? Like you just go create content, like start your own company business, however you want to call it, website blog. Like I remember like when I first started getting into like writing and just podcasting, like my whole first podcast had nothing to do with sports. It was just the Tanner current podcast. And I talked to people about like inspirational stories. Um, and I fell in love with like just creating content and it would come a year later that I got into sports betting, but just go out and create as much and as much as you can and create stuff that's passionate and you love because someone else will probably take a liking to it and then you'll grow. Boom. I love that. And make sure to have fun with it. That's the yeah. last thing that I would add in there. And then how can people find you and, and follow you? Yep. So I'm just at Tanner Kern on pretty much every social except Twitter. It's just at Tanner Kern underscore. So you can find me there. TikTok is my biggest following, but reach out, send a message on any platform um, and I will get back to you. All right, Tanner. I had an absolute blast. Thank you once again for joining the show. I hope you have a great day. Any weekend plans? Nope. I'm actually just chilling this weekend. Probably going to bet on the XFL and go to the casino. Oh, oh XFL. Yeah, do oh, a little everything. College basketball, XFL, NBA. I'll, I'll go to the sports book. I'll get overwhelmed. I'll just sit there and just waste money. But you know what? Uh, <laughs> you're only young once, right? There you go. As long as you're responsible and don't need to call your bookie, tell them, give me a month to pay it off, then, then go do your thing. Yep, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> All right, Tanner. Have a great one. Thank you again. Thanks, Ben. I appreciate it. No problem. All right, guys. So that will conclude this episode. I have a few New York topics that I can get into quickly. No update on Aaron Rodgers. He's still, he's not in isolation anymore, but he's still taking his time with that. It is Garrett Cole day today for the Yankees. I am extremely excited about that. The Devils continue to win. Rangers got Patrick Kane. They lost yesterday. You guys know what's going on in New York sports. Knicks continue to win. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to give myself and Tanner a follow. Tanner just said his socials and my Twitter and TikTok are at Ben the Sports Guy on TikTok and at Ben Wasserman for on Twitter. I appreciate every single one of you. Thank you again if you're watching live or if you are listening on Apple and Spotify. Everybody have an amazing day. Have an amazing weekend. Thank you. Take care and be well.